This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. It's also interesting, Pauline, is this idea. Let me ask you to jump in with a quick question here, because I think this is... Uh, it, it raises an important point because if consumers typically aren't – if they kind of go in their mind to the, the thing that's the obvious thing and they're not really thinking about these other things, and it sounds like your argument is that they perhaps cannot articulate these things. And how do we, how do we get intelligence on understanding what these things might be that we could focus in on for a particular domain? I mean it's easy for restaurants because I think there's kind of a, a list of usual suspects there. But for other sort of product categories where that articulation is not obviously – top of mind for consumers, how do we elicit that? How do we work with that in terms of our strategy building? Another way to ask the question that you just posed is, 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 what is taste? What what is aesthetic intelligence, which is a fancy word for taste? Mm. And can you actually develop it? Or just do some people have it? And if you can develop it, how do you develop it? Um, So I would start by saying it's it, it, it's about awareness. So when I think of people who have really fine taste, and having taste in good music is a different skill than having taste in good food. Mm. They're both important, and some of them are, you know, elements of taste are more important for certain careers than others. But every element of it is, 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 is such that it can be better. Wherever your starting point is, it can be better. It starts with awareness. We, because... We live in a very complicated age, and there's a lot of oh, stimuli and a lot of distraction. We um, inevitably numb our senses. It's how mm. we get through the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I take executives through workshops, as I've done, the first step for me is to get them back into their senses. And that means sometimes the unpleasant senses as well. If you're sitting on a, a chair that you know, is uh, with, with a back that maybe doesn't fall in the right place and it's for, forcing you to have posture that over time is a little uncomfortable. You know, that's important to recognize, um, even if in your day-to-day life you have chosen to not recognize it just to be able to get through the day. Mm. Um, if there are certain background noises that are distracting you, uh, and they may not be as, as blatant as a jackhammer, but it can be a buzzing sound and so forth, that's important to recognize, um, hmm. you know, fluorescent lighting is toxic in hmm. work environments, and yet, you know, it's often just goes very overlooked. So the first step, and it's so basic, but it's, it's critical, is just to be back in your senses, to be actually attuned, I call it attunement, mm-hmm. to all the stimuli. The second, and that doesn't get you anywhere other than highly aware, mm-hmm. the second step is this idea of what I call interpretation. So not just what am I feeling, but how do I feel about it? Some of the things I feel are good and some of the things I feel are unpleasant. And then, you know, related to that, why do I feel? Mm-hmm. You know, I may listen to rock music and I'll find it energizing and someone else listens to it. And they find it, uh, you know, raises their blood pressure and mm-hmm. makes them very distressed. And so we have different emotional reactions to the same cues. And just understanding how you're feeling and why is an important correlation. Mm-hmm. And the third step is what I call um, articulation. And that's really, America, is what you were getting at. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Steve Jobs' genius was not that he created anything. He wasn't a designer. He used Johnny Ives to probably come up with some palettes. But he was so uh, masterful at articulating with precision and with command what felt good to him, such that thousands of people working in his service could execute on it. Mm. And where a lot of people go wrong, even when they hire for their home an interior designer, 
is they're so imprecise or so vague mm. or even sometimes sloppy in how they communicate. They know if you put it in front of them if they like it or not, but their ability to really drive the process, just be, you know, which is important whether or not you have the skills to execute or not, to be able to drive that process and to have such clarity, that is, 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 is a really, really powerful skill set. The last one, which is also one that um, I think takes a lot of time, um, it's where a lot of people with promise, I think, stop short, is what I call curation. Mm. So really good taste, whether it's thinking about, if, if you're a merchant, how you are, are presenting things in a store. Uh, if, it's, if you're a restaurateur, it's how the menu is coming together. Mm-hmm. If you're a CEO, it's maybe uh, in giving a presentation how the story is unfolding and being visually also accompanied. But this curation is about it's about editorial command. So the, the simplest way I can describe it is if, if I told you that um, I, I'm hosting a dinner and I want to make a great meal, and these are 10 of my favorite ingredients, and therefore it'll be a great meal, mm. obviously, you know, I'd go way wrong because many ingredients, as good as they are individually, don't belong together. Right. And so understanding how things work together mm. and what to eliminate such that you know, that you've, 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 you've not overpowered with any one sense. Um, there's a sort of an elegance and a harmony, and that's a really, really powerful uh, skill set as well, and it's a different skill set than the first three that I described. It's what um, Coco Chanel always said, or her famous line, that um, elegance is refusal. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and often, I, the last point I'll make on, on taste and curation is that when it comes to, say, personal style and fashion, I find the wealthiest people are rarely the rarely the ones who show the best style. Mm. Why? Because when you have unlimited means, it doesn't force you mm. to make the kind of trade-off <laughs> as to wh- whether you actually have to value everything that you put on and know what's worth it and what's not. Interesting. And how the, 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 you the, know, the, that's the, interesting because we have a course here on creativity and one of the tenets of the course is to constrain. Mm. It's not out-of-the-box mm. thinking. Mm-hmm. It's that some of the more creative ideas are under constraints. And they actually impose some of these constraints, and it inspires creativity, which is very similar to what you just said. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Pauline, we got to stop you now. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was delightful. Bye when I'm in Philly. Yes, absolutely. And you can find out more about Pauline at at aestheticintelligence.com. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 